everyone. My name is Lauren. This is It's All Good, a podcast all about well-being. Thanks so much for being here today. I have a guest joining me. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, of course. Hey, guys. My name's Emily. Uh, Lauren was great and had me on the podcast last season, episode um, eight. That information, I, so. I wish I had. I don't remember <laughs> what episode it was, but it was all about social media. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to go watch that episode. You're so good at this. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I'm back again. Thank you so much, Lauren. It's an honor to be back for your second season. Congratulations. <laughs> I feel like you're interviewing me. <laughs> Thank you so much for, for being here, for agreeing to be on it for the second time. You're my first repeat guest, actually. I'm so excited and so honored. I mean, I'm honored. We're all honored here. <laughs> so yeah, like Emily said, you, if you want to learn more about our friendship, yeah. uh, or if not, I don't know, it's fine too. Listen to our first episode. Okay. It's that not we did that together. amazing of a story. <laughs> I'm not. I think it's a good. I think it's story. I mean, now we've known each other for eight years. Now it's been eight. Years. Now it's been eight. Happy yeah. eight year friend anniversary. Oh my gosh! Did you get me anything? I got you a flower, dude. You That's didn't get me true. anything. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you're bringing this up now. <laughs> But think of that. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, that's okay. (laughs) No, you're totally right. Thank you for calling me out. I wish more people would call me out because you know how people are like too nice these days? On a podcast about well-being. (laughs) That sounds so bad. Let's just... Let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so... Emily, yeah. uh, I asked you to come up with our topic today. Mm-hmm. Um, t- tell me, what did you come up with? Well, Lauren, you and I were having a lot of ideas going back and forth, and I was really excited about being on the podcast again. And uh, finally, we came up with this idea of talking about empathy for our first mm. time back together. Yes. And I'm so happy you picked this topic. Yeah. Like, I was thinking uh, this is such a big you know, topic in this whole podcast, but like, who could I do it with that, you know? is super empathetic and Aww. I and I mean like you've been so empathetic to me like for what? so long now like in high school like I just remember you're always so supportive of me and you know you're asking how I'm feeling even though I didn't know how I was feeling and and I didn't really realize it until like later on because I didn't know what empathy was yeah no then. exactly and then I, I reflect and I think back I'm like oh my gosh Emily was so empathetic oh my gosh to what? me yeah and like you're still, so sweet what I, you're welcome oh my gosh <laughs> you're gonna make me cry <laughs> No, to this day, Lauren is truly one of the most empathetic people that I know. Stop. No, it's true, though. No, I'm not I'm not just saying that because you said it to me. Um, but there's a reason that you and I stayed friends after high school, and that's really it. I'm going to cry. <laughs> people listening to this are going to be so annoyed <laughs> if they don't know who we are. But true, but whatever. It's fine. I mean, this is – you clicked on this. You know what? Right? It's all good. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, so empathy. People are probably wondering why we, like, what that means. What, when we call each other empathetic, what does that even mean? Yeah, and um, Emily, would you like to explain what it oh, is? Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> um, well, I actually, so I've kind of always, empathy's always been kind of this buzzword that's kind of been thrown around um, in my life for the past few years and I keep hearing it and you keep hearing you keep hearing empathy with sympathy and we went to a religious school and so you would hear those words being bounced around a lot but you never really truly understood what empathy was and what it was versus sympathy and all these different things and then uh this past school year um 
I'm part of a nonprofit organization called Kite Vancouver. Shout, shout out. Shout out to Kite. <laughs> <laughs> and um, my friend Allie, also shout out, who uh, works with Kite, she hosted this empathy training for us. And it really enlightened me as to what empathy truly is. And I think the best way to kind of envision empathy is kind of taking into your own perspective, other people's perspectives and trying to understand what other people are going through Mm -hmm. rather than just hearing what they're going through. And so the highlight for me of this uh, workshop that she was, that Allie was doing was this video that she showed us all. And Lauren, I know you've seen this video as well. I'm forgetting the woman again. What's her name? Brene Brown. Brene Brown. Mm -hmm. So there's a video that she does talking about empathy versus sympathy and it's animated, so you guys should all go. It's really cute. It's really like cute. The yeah, and... they're really adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys should all go check out that video because I think it really encompasses what it really means to be empathetic versus sympathetic. But right. what, what was your main takeaway from that video? Yeah, it, it was, I mean, there's so many great nuggets of knowledge like throughout the whole thing. And she talks about how sympathy is kind of, you know, it's you can see other people's pain. But empathy is when you really feel another person's pain, which is, it's so different. Mm-hmm. I guess when I think sympathy, I, to me, I don't love sympathy because it feels like I'm a pity or, you know, it feels yeah. like, you know, I feel like more of like a burden, I guess. Yeah. But when someone's like empathetic to you and they're like truly trying to see how you're feeling, trying to see from your perspective, that's what is really like the most heartwarming feeling. I agree with that. What I really liked was the analogy that she used in her video. Mm-hmm. She used this analogy of your friend is in this deep pit or hole. And sympathy is when you're at the top of the hole and you're looking down at this person stuck in the hole. And you're kind of like, oh, that sucks. Mm-hmm. But hey, at least there aren't like man-eating lions in the pit. Or you're trying to put a silver lining on everything. And mm-hmm. you recognize that this person is going through something. But you don't really do much about it. And even though you might care, it, you're not really being forward thinking and you're not really putting action to your feelings about it. Mm-hmm. Whereas someone who is showing empathy will put the ladder down, come down to the bottom of the pit and say, hey, I know what you're going through. This, even though I haven't been through the exact same thing is you Mm. I can relate to your experiences and I'm so sorry that you're going through this let me help you get back out yes it's so powerful right like these analogies and like seeing just like the interactions between the animals and how Mm. it's so different and yeah it's if you haven't seen the video I'd highly recommend it link in bio of course (laughs) (laughs) do you run this podcast I I didn't know that you're running it now (laughs) apparently I don't know I listen to too many podcasts thank you thank you um (laughs) you said I thought you meant you listen to like my podcast but you meant just in general in general like I listen to way too many but I've listened to every single episode of yours so thank you so much you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) that's more than my mom has Oh my gosh. Yeah, we'll talk That's about That's a whole nother story. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So yeah. hopefully we cleared up the difference between sympathy and empathy. Yeah. I think a lot of times it's still used interchangeably, but yeah. there's definitely a difference. Yeah. My mm-hmm. uh I told you this story already, but my boyfriend, uh, I told him that I was gonna be on this podcast and I was telling him we were gonna be talking about empathy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Do you know the difference between empathy and sympathy? And he kind of just like paused for a second <laughs> and he was like <laughs> Empathy is like after the fact, and sympathy is like before, right? Oh my gosh! I, I, 
I hope that you're sending this to him. Yeah, and... he'll be he'll be listening to this podcast. Okay, I'm so sorry that we just called you out. It's but... okay. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be fine. I mean, I think maybe he's, I don't think he's alone in thinking that. I think it, I mean, I didn't really know the difference myself until that video. That video really solidified the difference for me. I don't know. What about you? When When did you really figure out your understanding of the difference between empathy and sympathy and what empathy really means? Mm -hmm. Great question. Thank Thank you. you. (laughs) (laughs) So I volunteer at UBC, part of this program called Wellness Peers, and we volunteer at a space called the Wellness Center. It's in the Life Building. If you're a student, you want to check it out. But basically, it's like a mental health peer-to-peer support on campus. So students can come in and they can talk to one of us, or us trained volunteers, on anything that they're going through, whether they're stressed about their schoolwork or they're having relationship difficulties, if they just want to be more active on campus. So really just anything related to well-being. And through that experience, I've gotten to have uh, every week we have training on active listening and mental health issues and inclusivity. So through the training, I've learned more about what it means to be empathetic. And I've learned a lot about what it means to actively listen and how to be empathetic towards another person. And it's it can be difficult to try to put yourself in the shoes of someone that you just met and you really don't know, barely, you barely know anything about them, but it's trying to see your shared humanity with another person and knowing that even though we could have totally different lives, there's still something that we have in common and really trying to focus on that. Yeah, learning how to feel someone else's pain, which is something that is seems like such an abstract concept. I felt like the training that we had was it transformed like my own relationships because I got to use that those skills in like my friendships and I got yeah. to support my own friends. And it was so amazing to see like not o- only am I helping like students, but it's helping myself too. Yeah. And then I realized like the true value of empathy, like what it means to feel supported and I mean we were talking about this like even in like the workplace you know if your managers are able to empathize with their employees and like understand where they're coming from then they can work better together Mm -hmm. like if they're having like meetings and you know that you know someone's having a rough day then you know you're not going to like call on them or something so you're able to kind of cater towards like what people need and like Mm -hmm. meet them halfway so it's it's cool to see like not only empathy is so important like relationships but it's also in like career or in academics and really in any kind of interpersonal connection that you have it's very easy for us to be empathetic towards our close friends and our family and people that we can relate to because we've had similar experiences to them but when it comes to people that we maybe don't get along with as well or people who have very differing views from us or who have grown up in a different lifestyle than us I think it's very easy to think of them as the problem or the enemy or something like that. And it's easier to think that way and to put up that barrier than to truly try and think from their perspective of who they are, how they're feeling, how their day was, and what they're trying to get out of this world. Because at the end of the day, we are all just here in the same place, trying to have the best lives that we can. And I think it's really important to recognize that We just have different perspectives, Mm -hmm. but we're all just trying to get towards the same goal. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Mm -hmm. And especially like in the wellness center, we get so many different kinds of people. And, you know, I've learned how to be like non-judgmental because we want to help everyone. 
despite any situation they're in. And sometimes, people, like, if people say things that maybe, like, I don't agree with or, like, you know, kind of conflict with my own values, I learn how to, like, put that aside. Yeah, so I'm, how do you do that? I think that's a really good – how do you differentiate those? How do you kind of put your differences aside and relate to them in the way that you're supposed to as a wellness peer? Right. And, I mean, I still have difficulty with it, too, because especially – you know, if they're, like, really deep-seated values that you have and, like, conflict with someone else, you know, it's hard to – it it does get in the way of trying to empathize with someone. But I guess I think about, like, our shared humanity and, like, fundamentally we all want the same things, like belonging and safety and, you know, we all fear the same things pretty much. And I think about that, like, what makes us all human. And even though we might have totally different opinions, like, I still care about these people even though – even though maybe I wouldn't be friends with them, maybe I wouldn't enjoy family dinners. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. But, but then, like, I guess I think about, like, what, what I, I came here to do, which mm-hmm. is to make people feel less alone and feel like they can talk to someone. So if I can do that for them, then, I mean, yeah, it means, like, putting my own bias aside. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm still working on it, too. It's definitely, you know... A process. Well, I don't think you can ever com- be completely unbiased. I think that as humans, we are always going to be biased. Mm-hmm. Whether it's an extreme bias towards something or someone or whether it's just the little things every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what's important – and I, I had to take an ethics class for engineering this year. And uh, the way that they explained it to us is you're never not going to have bias. There will always be bias in life. Mm-hmm. You just need to acknowledge that bias. Mm-hmm. And check your bias. Yes. Yeah. That's such a great point. Yeah. Because I think some people maybe try to ignore their bias because mm-hmm. maybe they're ashamed. But I think a lot of bias is because it's been so ingrained in our lives. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Like being able to acknowledge where you do have bias and mm-hmm. maybe like working through it separately. Exactly. And yeah, you don't need to be ashamed of the internal biases that you have. It's just mm-hmm. about ensuring that your actions don't reflect on those biases. Right. Because, yeah. I mean, it depends on, like, where you grew up, like, who exactly. you were surrounded with, who your teachers were. Like, some yeah. things are really out of our control. Exactly. And it's really, like, what you choose to do with your bias. Mm-hmm. One of my profs was saying last year, one of my psych profs was saying how um, with increased use of social media, like, narcissism has increased. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's all about all about me, you know, yeah. like, like me and whatever. And then, in turn, like, empathy has decreased. So Interesting. Right. Right? Yeah. So I thought, you know, there's this this need to have more empathy in the world. Anyway, that was just a side <laughs> note. Uh, I, think that's I a thought good. it was interesting. No, I think it's super interesting. I actually watched this video um, and they were talking about the exact same thing, saying that in an increasingly digitalized world where more and more people are just spending their time looking down at their phones, um, it's much less common to be connecting with people to the level where you reach that empathy. Mm. And I think that that's an important thing that we need to address and fix. I agree with everything you're saying. Yeah. Thank you, Emily. I'm just here to agree (laughs) with all of your points. And I love that. That's why I have you on for the second time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So should we go into... Okay. So, Emily, I wanted you to think of a time where someone was empathetic to you. So would you like to share that story? When you asked me to come up with an example of when someone showed empathy towards me, There was one example that just immediately came to my mind. 
And it's actually about my friend Taylor. Shout out Shout Taylor, Taylor. Sturzik. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, so this was actually a few years ago, back in second year. And uh, I had a lot of things going on in my life. And it was causing a lot of stress and anxiety to build up inside of me. And me, be- me being the person that I am, I just never wanted to talk about it and what my problems were. And so I kind of just let it build up and build up and build up. Until eventually I had a panic attack and freaked me out. I was like, whoa. And then it happened again. And I was really embarrassed by it. And I then wanted to hide the fact that I was having these panic attacks because I was embarrassed by it and I didn't want anyone to know about it. And so then that caused even more stress, which caused more panic attacks. And Mm -hmm. it was this endless cycle. Um, And so it was going on for a few months. And I eventually just thought to myself, this is ridiculous. You can't just keep going down this path. It's Mm self-destructive. You need to at least tell someone about this. And so I ended up telling Taylor about it. And I was kind of awkward when I mentioned it to her. I was kind of like, hey, by the way, um, (laughs) this is happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was just a very – for me, I felt really awkward talking about it because I never really – felt comfortable talking about this kind of stuff before and the way that she responded to me and reacted to me telling her this stuff was just the best reaction I could have expected she immediately was so supportive of me and was asking me questions not like rapid fire questions (laughs) but was asking me follow-up questions trying to understand better what I was going through because I by no means have any clinical depression or anxiety or anything like that. It was just that I had this buildup of stress. And um, Taylor herself, uh, she's dealt with anxiety problems in the past as well. And so she was really able to empathize with what I was going through. And even though our experiences were different, she was able to help me through it. And she didn't immediately give me advice, She, which I really appreciated. She didn't immediately say, well, this works for me, so it's going to work for you. So this is what you're going to do. She was very calm and relaxed in the way that she was explaining to me what has worked for her in the past and asking me if I've considered doing certain things to help me. Mm. And the best thing that she did was that it wasn't just a one-off conversation, Mm. which I think is really important in differentiating between sympathy and empathy. She would follow up and ask me how I was doing. Not like serious conversation follow-ups, but just more of a a text here or there when she saw me just saying, hey, like, wanted to check in. How are you doing with all that stuff? And Mm -hmm. it was, it never had to be a long conversation, but just knowing that she was there and knowing that she was someone who I could confide in about these things and someone who I knew I could trust completely with no judgment, it meant a lot to me. So, yeah. Wow. Thanks so much for sharing that. Wow. Taylor is such a great friend. She is truly, yeah, Taylor is truly one of the best examples of empathy that I can think of. Uh, She's probably listening to this right now being like, oh my God, Emily, stop. (laughs) Keep going. Yeah. um, No, I really, I really appreciate everything that she's done. And it's not just with me that she's shown those examples. She, you can see her empathy, how she empathizes with people whenever they're struggling. She feels it herself. Like she, she, you can see her take on that pain herself. Wow. And I think that that is something that you don't see in everyone. 
and the fact that she cares so deeply for these people, I think it's a really great person to look up to. I think she's a really great role model in terms of empathy. Wow. I'm yeah. so inspired yeah. by her. Wow. I should get her on the podcast. Yeah. No, dude. You've met Taylor. She's <laughs> she's great. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's such a beautiful story. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm so happy you shared that. Taylor did like everything right, you know? Yeah. Like, didn't give advice and even though she had like similar experience to you Mm -hmm. like of course your experiences are so different and like she's acknowledging that and saying like I might not understand like exactly what you're going through but you know I've been through something similar and I'm gonna try my best to help exactly I and I think that's the best thing that you can do because Mm -hmm. a lot of times I think people get intimidated by being empathetic because you sometimes haven't been through the same things when someone loses a loved one maybe you haven't dealt with that yourself. Mm-hmm. And so maybe you maybe you find it hard or intimidating to empathize with that person because you haven't had that experience and you're scared you're going to do or say the wrong thing. Right. But I think truly in that situation, just being there with them and saying, I'm here for you and I'm sorry that you're going through this, but mm-hmm. I am here for you every step of the way. Mm-hmm. I think that's really all that matters. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's such a great point that you brought up. Like, even I, like, still find difficulty. Like, if we have such different experiences, like, oh, I have no idea what that's like. You know, how am I supposed to empathize? But I realize that, I mean, really, like, any kind of situation, you can kind of find some kind of similarity. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've all experienced pain and loss, and we can all relate to each other. And it's okay to not say what you think is the right thing. Yeah. Even I, like, I always think, oh my gosh, I'm going to say the wrong thing. And this exactly. is going to, you know, it's going to be a disaster. But mm-hmm. then I realized like, it also takes like self, some self-compassion of like, you know, I'm not a trained counselor. I don't know yeah. maybe exactly what to say, but even being there, like you're saying, even showing that you care, that mm-hmm. can have such a profound effect. I agree. And the other thing that I really wanted to say, the other reason I think people are so scared to be empathetic and instead just stay sympathetic instead is you have to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. you have to be willing to share your own stories as well in a lot of these cases not always but a lot of the times you have to be vulnerable emotionally with these people that you're empathetic towards and it's scary like so scary the last thing that I want to do sometimes is say anything about my personal life and what's going on with me Mm -hmm. But when you do open up to someone, then it, it's just the best feeling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's so mutually beneficial. Mm-hmm. That's the thing with empathy, too, is like when someone's going through something and you are empathetic towards them and you show them that vulnerability, you are both going to come out of that situation feeling better, yeah. not just the person you're trying to help. Mm-hmm. Totally. Because yeah. then it feels it feels good because this person like, felt like you were a trusted person in their life they Mm -hmm. felt comfortable confiding in you exactly and it's kind of like oh I feel honored that you even share that with me exactly yeah whereas with sympathy it kind of feels like oh I'm doing this person a favor right I'm oh I feel sorry for them I'm doing them a favor by checking in on them and Mm -hmm. all this stuff it's yeah it seems like an obligation exactly yeah yeah Mm. there's this really great quote in the Brene Brown video Mm. she talks about how empathy is a choice and it's a vulnerable choice because in order for me to connect with you that means I need to connect with something within myself that knows that feeling too and when she said that I was like so blown away because it's so true it means that 
you know, it also takes part of you to be vulnerable. And, um, and even though maybe we can't relate exactly, it, you know, it's still every person can find a commonality in our suffering. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're going to talk a little bit about how exactly can you be empathetic and how can you support another person? Because I feel like this is something I didn't really know how to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think of myself as, you know, I want to help people. And that means like fixing things and trying to fix other people's solutions yeah. and give advice. But I realize like people don't want to hear advice when you're supporting someone. I mean, unless they explicitly ask, like, exactly. what would you do in this situation? Then like, of course, I'll give advice. Yeah. But most of the, if someone's opening up to you about something really challenging that they went through, like they don't want you to try to fix things. For exactly. Them. They're not asking you to fix the solution. They're asking you to just be there to listen and support them. Right. Yeah. And in a way, if you do give advice, then that makes the other person feel kind of invalidated because yeah. it's like, oh, I just shared all of this with you and you think like this is going to fix it. I mean, that's kind of what I think at least. Yeah. Um, but so then when I, I kind of had this epiphany of like, oh, you're not supposed to give advice. I've been doing everything <laughs> wrong my entire life. But then also it's a moment of having self-compassion. It's like, oh, I just didn't know any better. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes advice can be helpful, but in most cases it's not. In this context, in the context of what we're you talking know, like about being here. being vulnerable yeah. with someone, confiding exactly. in another person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Would you like to share a tip that you have? Well, one thing that I really wanted to talk about I think it's a really important point and you brought it up when you were talking about some of your training with the wellness peers Mm -hmm. um, is active listening Mm -hmm. I think that that is probably if you're going to take anything away from how to be empathetic I think that is the most important thing Mm -hmm. so like active listening it's such a buzzword Mm -hmm. but active listening means that you are I don't know about you but I've definitely been in conversations with people where you're not that interested in what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's so like, I, I try really hard not to do this, but you kind of zone out a bit or maybe you don't zone out, but then instead of listening to what the other person is saying, you're thinking about what you're going to say next. Right. And it's more focused on you. Like you're listening mm-hmm. that I just did air quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, you're listening to the other person, but really you're just getting ready for how you're going to contribute next. It's very mm-hmm. self-focused, but Active listening is about truly not only just hearing what they're saying, but understanding and feeling what they're saying. And I think it's really important to be just absorbing it all. Ask questions. Pause after they're done talking for a bit. Think about what you're going to say and how you're going to contribute. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, you did the training on active listening. What did you take away from that? Yeah, I'm so glad that you brought up active listening Mm -hmm. because I think it really underlies what it means to be empathetic. And it's so like being empathetic means more than just talking and like comforting someone. But yeah, it's truly listening to them, which is something that's really hard to do when, you know, there's so many distractions. And Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, I guess when I think about active listening, it's about, yeah, I love what you said about not trying to come up with a response right away, but it's like truly listening to what they're saying like focusing on their words and putting everything else aside, which is hard to do sometimes. Yeah. And also, you know, not trying to dominate the conversation. I guess like, it's like, oh, okay, I know what I'm going to say. I'm going to say this and this, and I want to validate what they're feeling. But it can be so helpful to have someone just talk and you just listen. Yeah. And in wellness peers, we talk about this 80-20 rule. Like you talk 20% of the time but you're listening 80% of the time. I like that a lot. And they find it's like really effective because I mean, that's why like therapy is so effective because Mm -hmm. 
they have an outlet to talk. Maybe they don't have anyone else to talk to. And even like, like I can think of an example in the wellness center where someone came in and I think we talked for like an hour and I maybe talked for like 5% of the conversation. And afterwards they said, oh my gosh, like, thank you so much for like everything you told me. And that was so helpful. And you made me think see things in a different way and I just thought oh my gosh I didn't do anything <laughs> like, yeah I didn't say I barely said anything but they thought that it was so helpful because they got to work it out themselves mm-hmm. and I guess for me I'm like more of a facilitator of them helping themselves like their own self-growth yeah but they like really did all the work you know I just gave them a space to do that yeah I think that's the perfect example of active listening and I'm, I'm so glad <laughs> I'm so glad that you're able to do that Thanks so much. Yeah. Also, we talk a lot about what your body language is. That's a when huge you're listening. One, yeah. So we talk about, you know, making eye contact, making sure you're like facing the person exactly. Mm-hmm. And also you want to be like relaxed. You know, you don't want to be too like, because, uh, you know, when you're relaxed, they're also going to be more relaxed and mm-hmm. you want them to be comfortable. That's really like the goal. Um, showing that you're listening, you know, not crossing your arms yeah. or turning away or looking elsewhere, showing that you're truly there to listen to that person. So in training, we talk a lot about validating other people's experiences. So saying things like, oh, that sounds really difficult, or I can't imagine, you know, what that must be like. And, you know, the kind of signals to the other person's like, oh, you're right, this is really hard. Maybe they couldn't see that themselves. But when they have a third party saying like, oh, that's like a really challenging situation, they feel like, yeah, you know, you're right. You know, I feel less alone in what I'm going through. I think that really ties in again to the Brene. Ma- blah, blah, blah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I think we don't want to butcher Brene because no, we can't butcher Brene. I would love to meet her. Just a side note, but she has um, a seminar on Ooh. on Netflix, and she talks about being vulnerable and how that can transform our relationships. And I just watched it, and it's it's so good. So oh my gosh, I'd recommend I'll it. I'll watch that. Yeah, you should. You like should plug that on this right now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll just that. I'll just keep this in then. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but to your point about uh, validating, I think that that's a really good point. And uh, going back to the Brene Brown video, I think that she was talking about, oh, people who are sympathetic, they're always trying to put the silver lining on things. Mm-hmm. And what you're talking about is doing the exact opposite of that. You are coming down to their level and saying, I know this is hard mm-hmm. and I can't imagine this, but let me let me come with you right. and let me try to relate to what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's, it's somewhat invalidating to have someone say, like, to, oh, just think positively or, like, at exactly. least, you know, this didn't happen. But it's, yeah. like, yes, like, there's a time to be positive, but yeah. maybe this isn't the appropriate time to do so. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 100%. I am all for positive thinking, but I do think that you need to acknowledge when you are going through a difficult time. Right. That's the only way that you're going to grow through that experience. Yeah. The sooner that you acknowledge it and the sooner that you have this support system of friends or family or whoever, the sooner that you are able to do that, the sooner you're going to be lifted up and the sooner that you're going to be able to move forward and move on to a more positive part of your life. Yeah. Yeah, I have a question for you. Sure. So referencing your story about uh, when Taylor was empathetic to you, Mm -hmm. like how did that make you feel? The first feeling that I felt was relief. That was the very first feeling that I felt um, because I had been holding this in for so long and it was something that I felt so ashamed of. And even when I first verbalized it to her, 
I still felt ashamed about it and I felt so nervous about it. And the way that she reacted just made me feel so relieved and it made me feel normal. Mm. The second that she and I started talking about it and it was more of a we conversation, not a me or a Taylor conversation. It was, Mm. it became a conversation kind of about our shared experiences and that just made me feel so much more normal about what I was going through and it helped me move forward in terms of what was going on. Yes. Yeah. I'm so glad you had that experience. Yeah, me too. And that Taylor was able to be there for you. Yeah. And I felt like such a, do you feel like something was like lifted off of you? When oh, you 100%. Like, like that wow. relief, it was such a weight off my shoulders. And by no means was it like, oh, okay, well now I've told Taylor. So Yeah, it's like I'm better now. Yeah, no, of course not. <laughs> yeah. But um, it was definitely the best first step that I could have taken. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just goes to show, you know, it's it seems so simple, you know, listening and mm-hmm. being there, and but it's so profound. Yeah. I think it is. It takes a lot of effort to, like we said, be an active listener and mm-hmm. truly be there. Yeah. it's de- Yeah. It's definitely not easy. To, no. It's, it's so difficult. Like, there are times when I've had people confide in me and I... Obviously, I'm. I try so hard to be empathetic, but maybe it's like one in the morning and you're just mm-hmm. so tired. Right. It's not easy. You have to put in a lot of effort mm-hmm. to be this empathetic person. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe being empathetic means saying to that person, "Oh, like I want to help you right now, but I'm. I feel like I'm not in the best state to help you. Yeah. Like, maybe we can talk another time. One hundred percent. I empathy is not about being a mar a martyr. Right. You don't have to just say okay, let's put all of my well-being aside and Mm -hmm. let me just help these people and be empathetic towards them and vulnerable with them. Mm. You you obviously need to take care of yourself. Like you talk about well-being. Your whole podcast is about your own well-being. Yeah. Um, I'm very narcissistic. It's all about me here. (laughs) I mean like everyone's personal well-being. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Don't worry, I know. um, In no way are we saying on here being empathetic means to – not even worry about your own well-being. Yeah, because no. to, to help other people, you need to help yourself first. Exactly. Yeah, and because yeah. if we're not, like, in the position to help other people, then it can be more harmful than helpful yeah. if we try to help. 100%. Yeah. I totally agree. Great. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Dude, no, I love, like, oh, my gosh. I told you this already, but even when we're not, pod- like, even just talking in general, you always, I always leave conversations with you, and I'm like, I feel so enlightened. <laughs> I, I'm not even kidding. I do. I'm, I don't I know actually what to say. do. Like, I really do. <laughs> I always just, because you and I, we don't see each other that often. Like, this mm-hmm. is the most frequently we've seen each other in a few months. Yeah. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's every time that we hang out, I leave and I'm just in such a good mood. I just, you have such <laughs> unique perspectives and you're a very calming presence. And I just, I always benefit from it. I I don't even know. I I have no words. Thank, I can't even thank you enough. That's so kind. No, it's one hundred percent true. I wouldn't I wouldn't just be talking BS on this. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't deserve any of this. You do. Thank Shut you. up. Of and like, you do. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Um. Also, another thing about empathy is admitting when you don't know what to say, mm-hmm. and then that can kind of seem like, oh, you know. I don't know how is that going to help, but even admitting to someone, it's like, like to be honest, I have no idea what to say right now. But 
I still I want to be here for you and like I want to support you in any way that I can yeah and that can be really validating for someone because it's recognizing that this is really a situation that's like it's really tough and like I don't have the tools to like really say the right thing or think I know what to say the right thing yeah but it's kind of saying that yeah like we're not training counselors like I was saying like it's okay to admit that you don't know what to say I 100% agree with that point I think the second that you are trying to come up with something the right thing to say Mm -hmm. it's going to come off as phony and it's not going to come off as genuine and I think you need to be genuine when you are being empathetic to someone and when you're supporting them. Mm -hmm. And they are going to be able to pick up on something when you are just trying to throw some phony, oh, this is probably what they want to hear me say Mm -hmm. type thing. Yeah, I think it's really important to exactly what you said. Just say, I don't know what to say. Yeah, Silence sometimes even works. Just being there with the person. I think you don't have to know what to say. Mm -hmm. It's exactly what you said earlier. A lot of people think about empathy and they think about how they speak to someone, but you don't need to talk always. Yeah. Even like yeah. sitting in silence with someone. Exactly. That can be so helpful. It can be so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel, I feel like our maybe society, we're kind of, you know, we're uncomfortable with silence. Yeah. We always want to like fill in these gaps. Exactly. But then maybe silence is like what we need to like for someone to process, you exactly. know, things that you're you're saying and or things you're thinking about I think silence is one of the most vulnerable environments that you can be in yes yeah like when if you can truly like be in a room with someone and it's silent but it's like comfortable exactly yeah yeah lovely wow (laughs) that was deep (laughs) that was really profound I think so too wow (laughs) like there are times when I'm like helping people in the wellness center Mm. and they're just like crying and then I'll just be like, hey, I don't know what to do right now, but I'm just going to sit here and yeah. I'm going to hope for the best because there's not much you can do. But all I mean, you just let them cry. Exactly. Yeah. So I think we've been talking a lot about how to be empathetic towards people when they're going through something that might be a bigger focus in their life or when they're going through a more difficult time. But I think it's really important to try and include empathy in your daily life towards everyone that you surround yourself with and it can just be in small little ways I don't know what are some ways that you think that we can do that on a daily basis Lauren I like what you said of checking in with people Mm -hmm. you know like what Taylor did for you just like Mm -hmm. a text can be so you know it's so easy and so simple yeah I'm curious about what what do you think well I liked what you were saying earlier off the podcast offline (laughs) whoa um about just asking you were saying check-ins but saying, how are you? Not just to people who you know are going through a difficult time, but just to your friends in general and not expecting them to just say the classic, oh, I'm good. How are you? And then you say good. And then that's that. Yeah. We're all just so used to doing that. And it's automatic. It's automatic. Yeah. And yes, I'm, if someone, if a stranger asks me how I am, I'm going to say I'm good. Of course. But (laughs) if a close friend asks me how I am, I need to get better at saying how I really feel at that Whoa. time. And it's hard. It is hard. Yeah, cuz you got to ask yourself how do you feel? Exactly. And I think it's really important trying to invoke empathy in your daily practice. I think it's good for you to be asking that question, but thoughtfully asking that question. You're not just expecting them to say, "Oh, I'm good." Mm-hmm. You want them to tell you how they're actually feeling that day. Right. So if if you say, "Oh, how are you?" you want them to tell you if they didn't have the best day. Maybe mm-hmm. Maybe their boss 
kind of sucked today at work. Yeah, or, been there. Yeah, oh, Sorry. totally. Not, <laughs> not my current job. They're not listening. <laughs> not the job I'm at right now. <laughs> of course not. Um, but yeah, I think that's a really important point. I think that's the easiest way that you can practice empathy is just truly asking and wanting to know how people are doing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad that you brought this up mm -hmm. because I'm glad you brought up a point I said earlier. <laughs> or that you already said, yes. <laughs> but it's true. Like, good, how are you? You know, at least mm -hmm. in the English language, it's just an automatic thing for us. Yeah. I don't know what they say in other languages. I don't know. I don't we, know. we both. <laughs> we Bonjour, both. comment ça va? Ça va bien? Does that mean how are you? Come on, dude. You took French with me. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was in AP French for like three <laughs> days and then I switched to Spanish. I, I don't even know what, anyway, that's a whole other thing. Oh my gosh. Good times. Yeah, yeah. I like was, I was, I remember the first class. I'm like, why did I think this was a good idea? I don't, I don't know anything. And you just left me. I just left. I was just left in French AP all by myself. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry you went <laughs> through <okay>. that. <laughs> this is real life empathy because um, we're real life friends. True. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Do people on this podcast think we're fake friends? I mean, I could have paid you to be. I'm on the actually show. an actor. You would be the best actor if you can, like, you know, we're talking about yeah. our friendship. It's impressive. <laughs> okay, what we're fun. saying? Oh yeah, good. How yeah. are you? For me personally, like, I try never to say how are you anymore, mm -hmm. and because because it's so automatic, it, it kind of just like closes the conversation. It's like, yeah. good. How are you? Good. That's it. So I really try. Unless if you're talking to people in customer service, yeah, I'll say, how are you? But yeah. never with my friends. I usually don't. But unless I truly want to know how, how they are, like, I'll say, how are you feeling? You know, kind of word it in a different way so mm. it's not this automatic, like, good. Yeah. It's like, how are you feeling? It's like, oh, how am I feeling? Yeah. Or like, how has your day been so far? And or what's going you, on with you? Yeah. Yes. And yeah. It, it just, like, the language that you use could really change the conversation. I 100% agree. I think another way that you can truly be empathetic in your daily life uh, is really paying attention to other people's body language and their nonverbal communication. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to try to pretend and ignore mm -hmm. how you think someone is probably feeling that day. Mm -hmm. it, a lot of people, some people are more obvious than others in terms of their body language and their nonverbal communication, whether it's the connotation in their voice or... I don't know. Um, but I think really picking up on those cues is your first step to really cluing in on how someone is doing. Mm. Yeah. This is such a great point. Yeah. Like even if someone, maybe someone's usually really talkative yeah. and they're not talking that much, like that could be a sign that something's exactly. off. Or vice versa. Someone usually doesn't talk at all, but they're, you know, you can't get them to shut up. Exactly. That <laughs> sounds so harsh. No, but, but it's true. It's like, oh, something's different. Exactly. You know, what, what can I do? And I think in your daily life, you should, I don't think it's possible to every time you think that something might be up to be like, tell me what's going on. Mm -hmm. What's wrong in your life? Yeah. I don't think that that's appropriate. Mm -hmm. I think feeling it out and if it feels appropriate and it feels like the time is right, saying to someone, hey, you seemed kind of off today. Maybe it was just me picking that up, but I just mm -hmm. wanted to check in on you mm -hmm. and see how you were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Something as simple as that. I think I know I've definitely asked people that before and they've said, oh, no, I'm totally fine. And then I'm like, OK, well, I was just bugging out or mm -hmm. maybe they just didn't want to share with me. Mm -hmm. um, but there have been also been times when I've said that and they say, hey, like, 
yeah, this has actually happened. And they mm-hmm. go on and tell me, oh, this actually happened. And you... You wouldn't know. I wouldn't have you, known. And they yeah. wouldn't have shared that with me. And so... Yeah. Yeah. It's worth the times where it's like, oh, yeah, actually, I'm fine. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. But they know that if something wasn't fine, they could turn to you. Exactly. You show that you you cared at one point. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> you're telling... You're thanking me so many times <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> because you're saying so many kind of things. <laughs> like, I, anyway. I love Can I one. not share my gratitude? No, you can. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, wait, I wanted to say one more thing. Like we, you know, we try to be empathetic towards people, Mm -hmm. but sometimes like people don't want to talk about what's going on and and that's totally fine too. And being empathetic means like respecting other people's boundaries. Exactly. Like maybe, yeah, maybe there's something that they're going through, but they're not ready to talk about it or they don't feel like they want to talk about it with you. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's acknowledging, oh, okay, the best thing I can do to help this person is not, not talk about it with them. Exactly. Yeah. Just them knowing that you are there if they want to talk about it. Exactly. Okay. So we're going to wrap up this episode. Oh my gosh, already. I know. It's... Time flies when you're having fun. I was going to say the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) And we want to leave you with some closing remarks Mm -hmm. and just a general recap. Uh, One thing is, you know, empathy, it's it's a skill just like anything else, like learning how to play an instrument or learning how to play a sport. I mean, it's something that takes practice. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if you put in the work, then you'll get better at it. I agree. Mm -hmm. Lauren and I have been talking throughout this as if we're experts on empathy. And we're definitely not experts by any means. No, there are definitely times, there's so many times where I've displayed sympathy instead of empathy, Mm -hmm. or I just haven't, I've tried to be empathetic, but not in the right way and there there are just so many ways that I can improve in my empathetic actions with other people Mm -hmm. and I think that's something that I'll be working on for the rest of my life yeah we're all just growing here exactly there's never like a cap of okay now I'm empathetic exactly you know it's a it's a process exactly yeah and we hope that we shared some helpful ideas to you Mm -hmm. maybe you think more about oh how can I be more supportive to my own friends exactly how can I support myself even Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think that's a really important point. I think so, too. Yeah. And also recognizing that people want to be supported in different ways. Which is a huge one that we haven't really mentioned yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe the way we're talking about it sounds like very systematic. Yeah. But, yeah, it's definitely not a one-size-fits-all. No, everyone is different. And some people love to talk about how they're feeling. Mm -hmm. Some people don't want to talk about it at all. And sometimes being empathetic means giving someone their space. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it means that you listen for two hours while they go on and on and on. Yeah, been there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll be posting episodes every Wednesday, so make sure you like the Facebook page to stay updated. Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast. Thank you so much for having me back again, Lauren. Yeah. I feel so honored and special to be a repeat. I mean, I feel transformed. I don't know about <laughs> you, but just... Thanks for being here with me. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Would you like to say any closing remarks? Um, peace, love, and happiness. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, if you like this episode, then let me know. Leave a comment. Like. Subscribe. subscribe share. You're good at this. Is this going to be on SoundCloud again? Uh, we'll see. Okay. We'll see. Yeah. To well, whatever, whatever platform Lauren puts this on. If it's the podcast app, rate. Give us a five-star rating. Yeah, we love that. If it's Spotify, I don't know what you do on Spotify. But 
Um, if it's SoundCloud, I don't know what you do on SoundCloud either. We didn't prepare this. Um, this anyways, outro. just support the podcast. Um, Lauren is truly working so hard on this. And this is such a passion project of hers. And I'm so happy to see her succeeding in it. You're and way too nice to me. Like, I don't know how to respond. <laughs> Only on air, Lauren. Only on air. Yeah, offline, it's just like, don't talk to me, you know. Yeah. But yeah, no, truly. Um, it's <laughs> truly. Truly. <laughs> that's, that's all correct. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, thank you so much. It's I honestly feel so blessed to be on such a passion project of yours. So, yeah. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart <laughs> to yours. This is just going to be an episode of thanking each other. <laughs> yeah. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs> okay. See you next time. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs>